Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Hope you are doing well today. I hope you have been enjoying this Thanksgiving Day weekend, getting filled with turkey or ham or whatever you ate for Thanksgiving Day on Thursday and leftovers over the weekend. Turkey is a little bit harder to find this year, so maybe not as much turkey sandwiches and all the other leftover meals that you can make with turkeys. I know at Love and Action we served ham on this Thanksgiving, and actually I would rather have ham anyway, but it was just easier to get a hold of ham this year than turkeys and not as expensive either. And just had a wonderful Thanksgiving serving 500 or so meals to families, to, to the homeless, to those who were in need and folks who just wouldn't have had a meal. So just want to thank everybody for helping us with that. We just live in an awesome community where people enjoy helping other people. And that's because we have a good number of Christians around here and people responding to Jesus telling us to take care of those who need help. And so just want to thank everybody for that. Thank you to all of the volunteers who came out, to everyone who supported us financially. It was just a wonderful day and just can't say thank you enough to God for giving us each and every opportunity. And today, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about being thankful. And we do have a lot to be thankful for. And we're going to get into all that, going to get into some scripture. And we will do that after we go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, we do want to say thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the salvation that you bought for us, Jesus. You paid the price for us. Thank you for dying on that cross for our sins. And we thank you, Father God, that you raised Jesus back to life and that all who believe shall not perish but have eternal life. So I want to thank you for the salvation that you have given me, Jesus. I love you so much. And just want to thank you, God, for your love and your mercy and your grace. Lord, just thank you for your love that endures forever that we're going to talk about this morning. Father, we thank you for the breath that you've put in our lungs today, the fact that we woke up today. You gave us another day, Lord. It's a tremendous blessing, and we thank you for that. Father, we thank you for your word, and as we open up your word, we ask your Holy Spirit to teach us, lead us, guide us into all truths, and may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. And Father, I thank you for everyone who is listening today. Father, you know each and every person, each and every situation we all are in. Some are in good situations. Some are in bad situations. But, Lord, whatever is going on, we can be thankful because you're with us and you're helping us. And, Lord, you know those needs out there. Father, there's people who need jobs. There's people who are hungry. There are people who have lost loved ones. There's just all kind of needs. There's people who need healing in their bodies this morning. So, Father, we lift them up and put all of those needs in your hands and just pray that each need will be met by you, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus. Father, we thank you that we can come to you at any time about anything because you love us, you care for us, Lord. Lord, we just praise you. We thank you. We love you. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Well, today being Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday, I thought it would be a good thing to talk about being thankful You know, we often think about that more this time of year because it's Thanksgiving and we're thankful for for different things and we thank God for what he's done in our lives the past year. And you see some folks do like a 30-day 
thankfulness challenge where they may post on Facebook something they're thankful for each day for 30 days. And that's a wonderful thing to do. But the truth is we need to be thankful every day. And why should we be thankful for God? Well, I think the question is more like, why should we not be thankful? There's not one reason not to be thankful to God. We should give him thanks just countless times every single day. Matter of fact, when we first wake up in the morning, we should be thankful that we woke up. I really learned that from our homeless friends over these past 22 plus years of ministering to the homeless because I remember hearing at first, and I still do, but they would say, I'm just thankful I woke up today. And we would pray and and do pray and give thanks to God for that. But, you know, the more I thought about that, the more I realized over the years that our homeless friends, they're, they're in a struggle daily to just make it to the end of the day. And so they're thankful that they were able to wake up and have another day on this earth. The more I thought about that, the more I thought, well, we all should be like that. We all should be thankful. So when I wake up in the mornings, I thank God for another day and ask him to help me to live this day well for him and to love and to serve and to obey him. There's just so many things that we can be and should be thankful for. That old song, the old hymn, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done. Man, if we would just stop and do that, we would realize how much we have to be thankful for. Even when we're going through tough times, there's still so much we can be thankful for, and we're going to talk about that today. But there's just so many reasons to be thankful to God. I thank God for, most of all, for his son Jesus, and that he gave us his only son Jesus Christ to die for our sins, to pay the penalty, to take on the wrath of God for us, for me making it personal. And I can't thank him enough, but I am thankful that I will have eternity to thank him forever and ever and ever. I'm thankful for my precious wife, Martha, that God saw fit to bless me with such a wonderful woman. I'm thankful for our marriage and for our lives together. I'm thankful for this ministry that God has entrusted to us to lead and to serve in. And I'm just thankful for all of our family, all of our Love and Action family, and just everybody who's a part of this ministry. And I'm thankful that God just has blessed me with such a wonderful family as I've grown up. You know, my mom and dad were just wonderful, and I'm thankful I still have my mom, and just thankful that Martha still has her mom. Uh, Her dad passed and went to heaven this past summer, and we're thankful that he's in heaven, not suffering anymore. I'm thankful that my father is in heaven. He's not suffering anymore. Just thankful, thankful to God for so many things. I'm thankful that he sent his Holy Spirit. And just think about that. When Jesus ascended to heaven, he could have just left us alone, but he didn't. And prophecy said that he wouldn't leave us alone either. But he sent the Holy Spirit to us to indwell within us. So we have God living in us for those who are believers. And how awesome is that? We have to be thankful for that. He gives us power to be witnesses of him. And think about that for a moment. We get to be witnesses. We get to tell others about Jesus, about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Wow, that's awesome. That's the greatest thing we could ever do is to tell somebody about Jesus. And he empowers us to do that. We get to serve the living God, the one true living God who created the heavens and the earth. And 
man, it, isn't it awesome to go outside at night on a clear night and the stars are out and it's just, I'm just always in awe when I see that. And when the moon is bright in the sky, it's just so beautiful to see and to know that our God put all that in place and he named each and every star. He named them all and he put them in place and he created this beautiful earth that we get to live on and we get to see his creation. Martha and I just love bird watching and that's God's creation and it's so beautiful. We love to see it. The beautiful flowers, the trees. Just, and I know we're getting into that time of year where it's winter and things start to die down and the beautiful fall leaves that well, we don't have a lot around here, but in many other parts of the world or of the U.S., we have some beautiful foliage and they fall off. But you know what? We know spring is coming. And that's like we know when we die. That's the end. That's the end of our lives here on earth. But life doesn't stop. It gets better. And so we get to go and be with Jesus in heaven. And I'm just so thankful to God for his mercy and his love, his grace, his forgiveness, his goodness, his kindness. There's just so much, so much we can be thankful for. And I encourage you to do that today and every day to just thank God. As we thank God, we start getting more joy in our lives and we get more peace in our lives. And it's just, there's so many benefits to being joyful as well. And we're going to look at some scriptures now that shows all of that. Let's start out in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And this scripture here, God tells us it's his will for us to be thankful. God, his will for us is always good. And so if he wills for us to do something, we can believe and know and trust that it's good for us. And he tells us through the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So many people say, I want to know the will of God in my life. Well, here's one thing right here, right here in the Bible. It's his will for you, for me, for all of us to be thankful, to give thanks in all circumstances, to rejoice always. It's easy to rejoice and it's easy to be thankful when everything's going well. And that's not hard to do. Anybody can do that. But the great thing is, is that when we're in bad situations or tough circumstances, things are going wrong in our lives, we can still be thankful. Why in the world can we still be thankful in all that? Well, because we know that God's with us. He's got us. He can turn good things out of any bad situation, and we can better believe that he's going to get us through it because he loves us. And you know what? We can also be thankful about this. If I'm in a bad situation, for example, Back in 2016, I almost died because of a sickness and infection that I had. But you know what? I had peace because I knew God was with me in that battle. And I had peace that he was in control and that if he healed me and I came out of this, that was going to be a good thing. But if I didn't come out and if I died, I would be with him. I would go home to heaven. And so I was just thankful and I actually had peace during all that time because I know who my father is. My Abba Father, the one true high God, the maker and creator of this earth and the heavens. And I know who my Savior is, Jesus Christ. And he says that if we believe, we won't die spiritually. We will go be with him. And so we can have peace like that because we know he's with us and we know that he's taking care of us and he's in control and good is going to come out of it. And a lot of good did come out of that bad situation. Let's go to Psalms chapter 107 verses 8 through 9. 
And here we see that God satisfies every need we have, and we can sure be thankful for that. Let's read. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. He satisfies every need, and we can be thankful for that. And like the psalmist said, let them thank the Lord. And so let's thank him. He takes care of everything. He loves us. There's no need in our lives that's too small for him, and there's no need that's too big for him. So let's be thankful that our God satisfies our every need. Pastor Ralph Sigler at Harvest Church, where Martha and I attend, he said this one time about thankfulness, and I made a note of it and I've held on to it. He said, a thankful heart comes from knowing the greatness of God's salvation. That's powerful. Let me read that again. A thankful heart comes from knowing the greatness of God's salvation. Then he went on to say, more gratitude comes from the awareness of God's presence and goodness, not having more things. Things cannot fill the void in our lives. Things cannot bring true happiness, but God sure can. He can fill every void And he can give us that joy, that peace, that happiness that we all seek, that we all are looking for. But until we look for it in Jesus, we won't find it. And I can speak from personal experience. Wow, when I turned to Jesus, I gave my life to him. And that process since then has been incredible. And as Brother Cody and I talked the past two weeks about sanctification, sanctification is, man, just continuing to grow in Jesus, continuing to be more and more like him as God does his work in us. It's just incredible. And I I just can't stress enough or tell you enough or even put it in proper words, the awesomeness of God in my life, the awesomeness that God wants to have in your life. And just knowing that greatness of his salvation makes me thankful. (laughs) I just thank him for saving my soul. I thank him for loving me like he does. And Jesus, he tells us not to be anxious. And if we're thankful, we're not going to be anxious. But if we're not a thankful people, when we're going to be anxious about things, we're going to worry about things. And I, I personally think worry is a sin because it's, it's saying that I don't believe God can do this. That's worry. There's a difference between being worried and being concerned. So please don't get that mixed up. But if I'm worrying and just, you know, I just can't sleep at night because I'm worried about things, then I'm telling God, you know, hey, I may be praying to you about this, but I really don't believe you're going to do it, or I really don't believe you can do it. That's worry, and that's not right. We need to know that our God can do anything. There's nothing impossible for him, and so there's no need for us to be anxious. He's going to take care of us as long as we trust in him and are obedient to him. And listen to what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 33. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 
Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall I eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus is simply telling us, don't worry, trust him, and seek after him first. Don't worry about all these needs that we have. God already knows that we need them. And how much more is he going to take care of us who are created after his own image? If he takes care of those birds and he makes sure those flowers are looking pretty so the grass will look nice, how much more is he going to take care of you and me? We are created after his own image. And he said after creating man, when he was finished, he said, it is very good. And so he loves us, y'all. He loves us, and we can trust him. But we need to seek first him, his kingdom, his righteousness. What does that mean? That means we focus on him. We don't worry about these needs, the financial needs, health needs, whatever. don't mean that we're not concerned about it, but we need to trust him, knowing that he is going to take us through this. He's in control. He's going to bring good out of it. So we don't have to worry about it. We just need to continue to follow him, be in his word, be in prayer, serve him. Be in fellowship with other believers who are going to encourage us and lift us up. Focus on him, not on the problem. It's like Peter when he asked Jesus if he could walk on the water to go out to where he was, and Jesus said, come on. And Peter was looking at Jesus, and he was walking on that water. But the second he took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the storm, he sunk. Jesus don't want us to sink. He wants us to stay focused on him and keep trusting in him, knowing that he's going to take care of everything. And we can, we can trust him and he will take care of us. You know, there are benefits to being thankful people. And one of those benefits is being thankful produces peace. Let's read Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious, just like what Jesus said in Matthew 6. Don't be anxious about anything. Go to him in prayer and be thankful in your prayers. Be thankful and make your request known to God. And when we do that, the Word of God promises us that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Everybody is seeking peace. You're not going to find it outside of Jesus. But with Jesus, even in the toughest trials, we can have peace. We can have joy. People may think, well, how in the world do you do that? Well, let me share an example with you. There was a lady, oh, probably about four or five years ago, uh, came here to Love in Action. And Martha and I were talking with her and praying with her. And she had been through a lot in her life. I won't go into details, but a lot of things that's not good. And then also, on top of all of that, she had cancer in her eye. And I'd never heard of that before, but she did. And just going through that is enough, but she had a whole bunch of other stuff going on. But that woman never complained one time. She never did a woe is me type of a talk. She was thankful to God. She was trusting him with everything she's going through. 
and she had joy. And it was just amazing and just encouraged Martha and me so much. And it was another one of those examples of when you're ministering to people, but God is ministering so much more back to you. And so here is a lady who was in just a terrible situation or situations, I should say, including cancer. But yet she was thankful to God. She had joy in her Lord Jesus Christ and just trusting God all the way. And we can do that. We can be like her. We can be thankful no matter what the situation is. Because think about this. We live and fight from victory, not for victory. What do I mean by that? Well, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has already given us the victory. He's already won the battle. If we trust in him, we have eternal life. And we have all the confidence in knowing that he's with us. He's filled us with his Holy Spirit, so he's in us. And whatever we face in this life, we face from victory. Now, if we're fighting for victory, we don't know if we're going to win or not. We don't know what's going to happen to us. But when we're fighting from victory, we know we've already won. So as we step into this battle, we know we're going to win this battle. Not because of our own strength or because of what we've done, but because of Jesus Christ. And that changes our whole mindset when we're going through battles. Because it's like the battle I was telling you that I went through. Or even like this lady was going through. We both knew we were going to win this fight. That we are going to win this battle. And I knew that even if I died, I still had the victory. Because that meant I would go home and to heaven and be with Jesus, and there's nothing better than that. So in these battles, we we have confidence in Jesus, knowing that we have the victory. God's going to get us through this. And if we die in the battle, well, even better, we're in heaven. And so we we fight from victory. And that's the, that's the awesome thing about living for Jesus is we don't have to worry because he's with us. He's got this. He's got us. And we need to be thankful for our God's love that endures forever. And it's not just love, it's a steadfast love. Look at 1 Chronicles chapter 13, chapter 16 verse 34. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 34. Oh give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. His steadfast love. That's a English translation of a Hebrew word. And that is used 242 times in the Old Testament. 242. That's a lot. God's trying to tell us something. And it's primarily used to describe God's love towards us. And it's a unique word. It's a word unique to the Hebrew language, and it combines the words love and loyalty. So God's love is loyal. He always loves us. Steadfast love. It never stops. He loves us forever, forever, forever. And you know, when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we know that we are stepping into the greatest love of all, and we get to experience that and enjoy that and love him back now and for all eternity. 
And one of my favorite psalms, and everybody has a favorite psalm, it seems. One of my favorites is Psalms 136 because it talks about his steadfast love. There's 26 verses, and all 26 verses mentions his steadfast love. And I encourage you today to read Psalms 136. It's only 26 verses, so it's it's not long. But read it and just soak it in and just let God minister to you and reveal to you and confirm to you that his love, his steadfast love, endures forever. But let me read some verses to you out of Psalms 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. And it goes on and on through the 26 verses there, and I just want to encourage you to read that and just let it let it just sink in how much God loves you and that a steadfast love does endure forever. And we can be thankful for that. We need to be so thankful for that because he loves us with a love that's indescribable. And I want to talk to the person or persons who are listening right now who you've never given your life to Jesus. Oh, let today be the day. Let today be the day that you say, you know what? I've been putting this decision off, but I need to make it now. I want this love that endures forever. And if that's you, I just encourage you right now to just talk to Jesus. He hears you. He understands you. He's right, he meets you right where you're at. The Word of God tells us that if we confess Jesus as our Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So I encourage you to do that right now. Just tell him, say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I believe with all my heart that you are the Son of God. And I believe that you are Lord of all and I ask you to be my Savior and my Lord. And I believe that you died on that cross for my sins and on the third day rose again to give all who believe eternal life. I receive that eternal life now. I repent, which means turning from my ways and turning to you. And I confess, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for saving me. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live for you day by day. Just pray something like that. There's no prayer written in stone that you have to pray, but confess him as Lord and believe that he died and rose again. The word of God says you will be saved. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, Romans 10, 13. So I encourage you to do that today. And if you do, I encourage you to tell somebody. Tell somebody you know who's a believer who can, who can help you uh, walk this life out because we need each other. If you would, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Call me. 11 Actions. Phone number is 334-494-4995. Or you can email me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to give you some next steps. 
Jesus loves you. He's, he's done everything, and he loves you. He loves us all. And if you're out there, you're a believer today, then I want to encourage you, live this life a thankful life and live this life telling others about Jesus. He tells us to go and make disciples of all nations and to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and to teach them all that he's taught us. And he's with us always to the end of the age. That's for all of us. So let's go out. Let's tell people about Jesus. Let's help them to live for Jesus. And let's continue to grow ourselves in the word of God. Continue to grow in this walk with Jesus. I'm just so thankful for this morning, for for you joining me this morning on the Joy FM. I'm thankful for the Joy FM. Just continue to, to keep the joy of him lift up in your prayers. Continue to keep us at love and action lift up in your prayers. And let's pray for one another. Well, thank you again for joining me today. And I hope you have a great rest of the day and a great week coming up. And remember, Jesus loves you. And I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.